Where Murder Meets Mystery contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Cool friends, <laughs> welcome back to The Street Where Murder Meets Mystery, a podcast exploring the murderous, what do we do? Mysterious. <laughs> Hey, cool friends. Everything that lies beyond beyond the beyond. beyond. And howdy, Uh, cool friends. If you're new here, my name is Trevor. My name is also Trevor. And my name is Trev. In a strange term of events. Okay. There's three of us, so we had to choose a nickname for (laughs) for Scarlet. I mean, Trev. No, I'm Grace. That's Scarlet. I'm Scarlet. We just had biscuits and gravy, so we're... Feeling sluggish, or is that just me? No, we're. I'm feeling prime. Tilly, that your nose is so cold. Oh, also Tilly's here, but she doesn't make noise. Yeah, Tilly says hello. Unless there's something to protect. Anyway, (laughs) all right. So, hey, cool friends, welcome back. Yeah, we've got a. Any big updates? Not really. We uh, sorry, we peace out for. A month? A month. We didn't plan to take that time off, I don't think, right? It's been a while. We didn't tell you about it, but we had a bunch of, like, vacations and stuff that kind of stacked onto each other. Yeah. I was on vacation, then Grace was on vacation, and then now we're trying to get our podcast wheels back on the road, I guess, at this point. (laughs) Back on the road where murder meets mystery. Yes. The street. (laughs) The road. The lane where murder meets mystery. (laughs) The avenue. The alleyway. (laughs) The dark alley where where murder meets mystery sometimes. You know, they don't have such thing as a... Because the suburbs aren't really a thing in China. Yeah. So, like, my students had never heard of a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Also, Also, fun word. Fun, like, French word? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Cul-de-sac. Oh, jeez. Nietzsche. Yeah, Nietzsche. Anyway, <laughs> we have a good one planned for you today. I don't really, do we have any big updates? Um, my wife's still pregnant. Yay. Yes. So Scarlett is 26 weeks. 27 today. 27 today. I'm always a week behind is oh what it God. feels like. Congratulations. Which I didn't say this last week. He was supposed to be the size of a VHS case. But this week he's the size of a Barbie. So make that make sense. Is it just the length? I don't know. But is a Barbie, like, really? I mean, I guess it is longer. There is something, like, listen, Miracle of Life and all that, there is something so (laughs) terrifying about a long, skinny baby (laughs) fetus. Long, skinny Uh, baby fetus? Like, Like, what? Like, if Barbie was a fetus? Yeah, a fetus. Like, Barbie would have been a... Barbie was a fetus. A small, skinny baby fetus. Uh, It just... (laughs) I've seen a 27-week baby because I'm a NICU nurse. And it does not look like a Barbie. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Can I just tell you, I'm so high on biscuits and gravy that I literally was like, I know you're a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot we were recording. (laughs) I was like, I know, dumbass. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, we have Uh, have a great mystery for you guys. And... Grace has been holding off on the case for so long that she can barely stand it. Uh, not really. I came up with this today. <laughs> um, cul-de-sac is, uh, does have a French <coughs> origin, and it means literally bottom of a sack. What? So, 
also suck That's on where that. Clark came from. Well, is a sack a street? <laughs> no, immaculate con- conception. Is a sack a street? I guess. I, I guess. Well, if you live at the end of a cul-de-sac, then you really are in the bottom of sack. Well, that's the English translation. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, <laughs> I have a suspicious death to talk Ooh. about today. And this involves a person that you guys probably know. Oh. Not like personally, but know of. Okay. Um, okay. So, today I'm going to be talking about Bruce Lee. Oh. Kung Fu Master. Born Lee Junfan. Oh. Okay. Was born on November 27th, 1940 in San Francisco. His name roughly means return again, earning him the childhood nickname Siphon or Small Phoenix. Oh. And I will uh, explain that a little later on. So his father was actually an opera star and was touring in the United States. But just a year later in 1941, they moved to uh, back to Hong Kong. Cool. Bruce was a child actor appearing in 20 Chinese films. At a young age, Bruce became fascinated with the martial arts. He started his training in the Wing Chun, Wing Chun, I think is how you say it, style of Kung Fu, better known as Kung Fu. That's how we translate it in English. I almost said American. He came back to the U.S. in 1959 and attended the University of Washington. Further pursuing his passion for Kung Fu, Bruce opened his own martial arts school in Seattle, and a short time after, he married a woman named Linda Emery. This couple had a son in 1965. You're going to (laughs) cry? Maybe. Named, Named Brandon, and they would go on to have two more children. So this martial arts school was part of his legacy because he was so passionate about not only martial arts, but also teaching. And he did private coaching up until his death. So he was still teaching and it actually caused some controversy, which I'll talk about later. It was when the Lee family moved to LA that Bruce revisited his passion for film. And just like that, the Kung Fu film icon we know and love was born. His first Hollywood appearance was in a TV show, the TV show, The Green Hornet. And Bruce starred as the Hornet's acrobatic sidekick, Kato. Wow. Kato. Kato, yeah. Acrobatic sidekick, <laughs> Kato. Mm-hmm. Kato. Yeah. <laughs> also. Kato, you know, that's come you, here. That's how you pronounce Get him, it. Get him, Kato. If it's a Chinese name, that's how you would pronounce it in Chinese. So oh, okay. leave me alone. Kato. He also continued to teach martial arts privately and competed in numerous karate tournaments. However, Bruce's dream. I said that word. However, Bruce's dreams of being a movie star once again were cut short. Bruce left LA for Hong Kong in the early 1970s and established himself as an international star in Asia in action movies, uh, including The Big Boss, which came out in 1971, and The Way of the Dragon, mm-hmm. coming cool. out in 1972. And this this would um, kind of spark the chain of dragon movies that he did because he became known as the dragon which is very cool so he found um, such success and accumulated recognition in the u.s where his next film enter the dragon was released by warner brothers in august 1973 the film was a box office hit and bruce lee became a household name known as the badass martial arts master of cinema enter the dragon would eventually gross more than 200 million dollars Dang. And Bruce Lee. Back then, too. 
and Bruce Lee would see none of this happen. Oh. Just one month before the film's release, Bruce Lee was found dead in his bedroom. He was 32. Damn. Wow. I don't think I knew that. I didn't know it either until I was watching this while I was working out this morning, this YouTube. It's <laughs> it's uh, hosted by Lawrence Fishburne. Wow. Does this history's greatest mysteries thing for the history channel oh. <laughs> and it's like the most random and i this came up and i was like wow i didn't know so that is weird naturally given that his death happened when he was so young the circumstances surrounding it continued to mystify his adoring fans who or what killed the dragon although seemingly occurring out of nowhere there is some evidence to suggest that bruce was experiencing health problems long before his death in May of 1973, Lee collapsed during filming for Enter the Dragon. I wrote Deacon. Okay. Enter the Deacon. <laughs> Sounds like some religious pornography. It does. <laughs> it does. Or like a Cards Against Humanity. Card. Enter the Deacon. Or like, yeah, like a, uh, <clears throat> like Christians couldn't see Enter the Dragon, so they got Enter the Deacon. It's like <laughs> yes. a, a very, very watered, watered down version of Enter the Dragon. Did you ever watch Seventh Heaven? Hell yes. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I have to send you this guy on TikTok who breaks down every episode and, like, talks about how weird it is. It's so funny. Oh, to send my it to gosh. You. That's some ABC family gold. In May of 1973, Lee collapsed during filming for Enter the Dragon. You're not even in a bed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, the amount, guys, the amount of yawns that I had to edit out of our last episode. I yawned too much. It just sounds like, because when we record in my room, in my apartment, the three of us sit on, or you two sit on my bed and I sit on a chair. <laughs> and apparently sense. Trevor has such good sleep hygiene that the minute he sits in a bed, he starts yawning like a motherfucker. He does. And I had to edit out so many yawns, like probably. <sighs> just did, just yawned. Yes, probably a <laughs> hundred. It was like comical. You yeah. yawned a lot. You're like dogs that. where they yawn when they're nervous. I don't know what's wrong, but I think I think it is like just the sleep, fucking sleep hygiene. It's terrible. Well, it's it'd be easier if yawn if your yawn was quieter, but you're like. <gasps> <laughs> well, it's a big breath, okay. Okay. A big breath. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I have to expand my lungies. Lee collapsed during filming for Enter the Dragon because he was reportedly having seizures and headaches. He was admitted to Hong Kong Baptist Hospital. I wrote, hospital. <laughs> hospital. Where he was diagnosed with a cerebral edema, or yeah. swelling of the brain. Mm -hmm. They were able to reduce the swelling, though the symptoms would repeat two months later on the day he died. On Friday, July 20th, 1973, Bruce was meant to have dinner with a fellow actor as they were planning to make a film together. Bruce's wife, Linda, said that Bruce met producer Raymond Chow at 2 p.m., to discuss the making of their new film, Game of Death. They had co-founded a production company together that actually created, worked with Warner Brothers to create Enter the Dragon. So that's how they became business partners. The meeting took place at Bruce's house. They worked until 4 p.m., then drove to the home of one of Bruce's colleagues. Um, her name is Betty Ting Pei, a Taiwanese actress. I'll refer to her as Ting. It was alleged that Bruce was having an affair with Ting, though this was never confirmed. Um, the three reviewed the script. Then Raymond left the apartment around dinner time because he left early for the meeting that they were having. Bruce was complaining of a slight headache, and Ting gave him a single dose of a painkiller 
Wajesic. You ever heard of that? Mm, sounds like the um, Equajesic. Not the generic name. When I said it out loud, it sounds familiar. When I was reading it earlier, because I didn't say it out loud, but when I was reading it, it sounds familiar. I don't know. Yeah, like equajesic? Like, like analgesic? Like analgesic? What? Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Um, which contains both aspirin and the tranquilizer meprobamate. Oh. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> meprobamate. Me- meprobamate. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's rough. Is that the generic name, or is that like the, the brand it's name? It's literally spelled like that's... me me probe a mate. Oh my god, that's weird. <laughs> oh my god, that makes me think like you know how like uh, Tylenol, Tylenol, and Viagra. Those are not the names of the actual drug compound right. or whatever, but like literally they made they made it me probe a mate. Like whoever came up with that name, right? They have something to say. These names have been created. Yeah, wow. the, the generic name is meprobamate and aspirin. So it's like a dual combo. Hmm. But, I mean, aspirin is not used a lot anymore for, like, a painkiller because of, like, its, it's blood thinning properties. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. So, he complained of a slight headache, and Ting gave him a single dose of the painkiller equagesic, which... Jesic, which contains both aspirin and the tranquilizer meprobamate. <laughs> Around 7.30, Bruce lies down for a nap. When Bruce does not come down for dinner, Ting walks into the bedroom to find that he is non-responsive. Here's where things get a little shady. If you were to walk into a bedroom and find your friend non-responsive, what would your first act be? Try to wake them up? Oh, well, I guess you found that they've, they're non-responsive. Check a pulse and then right. have somebody call So them now you know up. they're not responding. Uh, probably call 911. Right. Okay. Well, Tina's... T- Tina. Tina. Ting. Ting's first move was to call Raymond. And then they decided to call... He gets there. They call her personal doctor, who did not answer. They reportedly called her 20 times. Raymond then called his doctor, who arrived 10 minutes later spent another 10 minutes attempting to revive Bruce Lee, then sent him by ambulance to a nearby hospital where he was declared DOA. Mm. So here's the timeline I've made. These are all estimates, but as far as I can tell. Ting finds Bruce's body. She calls Raymond, who is in a different part of the same apartment complex waiting for the dinner meeting. Let's say, conservatively, that takes five minutes for him to get from one part of the apartment to another. Right. Raymond arrives and they call Ting's doctor reportedly 20 times. So between she, her explaining the yeah. situation and him calling the doctor 20 times, I'm thinking 10 minutes. Well, right. and you're talking about 20 times on like a landline phone. Or rotary phone. Yeah, like not a yeah. cell phone. So yeah, and then even typically before you get sent to the answering machine or anything like that, that's like 30 seconds of rings. True. That's true. So maybe it's more like 20 minutes? Who knows? Yeah, it could be. So well, Raymond it seems like longer than <clears> you think. Raymond calls his doctor, they talk, and the doctor gets there 10 minutes. Now that's 10 minutes for the doctor to get there. I don't even know how long they were talking for. So maybe, who knows? I don't know. 10 minutes then attempting to revive Bruce once he gets there. That's at minimum, I guess we, we figured out 45 minutes mm-hmm. that Bruce is unresponsive and not a single person calls 999, which is the equivalent of 911. Right. And that's weird. 
During the autopsy, they discover no visible external injury, but the reports say that Lee's brain had swollen considerably from 1,400 to 1,575 grams, a 13% increase. They found equagesic, yeah, equagesic. The painkiller. Meprobamate and aspirin. (laughs) Yeah, in his system. This is the painkiller that Ting gave him. On October 15th, 2005, Raymond Chow stated in an interview that Bruce had died from an allergic reaction to the tranquilizer, which caused swelling in his brain. Meprobamate, the main (laughs) ingredient, Chow claims is an ingredient commonly used in painkillers. I don't know if that's true or not. When the doctors announced Bruce Lee's death, it was officially ruled death by misadventure. Have you ever heard that before? That's weird. Yeah. Misadventure. That's the first time I'd heard it. What is misadventure like? Misfortune? Uh, it like, seems like oh, he did a little too much cocaine. No, no. A misadventure means like, <laughs> I feel like it's like if you were going like hiking in the woods and you fell off mm, a cliff yeah. and they were able to rule out like foul play or, or suicide and stuff. So it's basically like you, you died because of an accident. It's basically like by accident, accident at that yeah. point. But misadventure is like you didn't plan on or... It was, like, out of your control, I guess? This says the recorded manner of death for an accidental death caused by a risk taken voluntarily. Okay. Yeah, so if you sense. die skydiving? Skydiving. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, I mean, hiking in the woods, there is risks associated with that, which is, you know, fall off a cliff. Yeah, same thing. right. It's, like, yeah, it's, or, it's a calculated risk, and things shouldn't go wrong. Right. A little too much cocaine. A little right. too much cocaine, but then that's <laughs> called an overdose. Well, that's true. That's very true. So... Here's my problem with this whole thing. Like, I I said, I was telling my mom about this on the phone earlier today, and I was like, it's giving Clue. Like, the whole thing is just like, okay, he's alone in this apartment with one other person, which is Ting, and then they both go in alive, he comes out dead. Right. Like, obviously, to me, if there is foul play, the fact that they were looking at anybody else is just, like, crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know. it's weird. And I don't know how, how this painkiller is administered. Because if it's a shot, then maybe she just gave him way too much. Well, they think that she if if she killed him, they think she laced it with something. Because mm. mm. he said but, he had an allergic reaction. With but it, it was but, prescription. And nothing yeah. else was found in his system. That right, and brain swelling is not an allergic reaction to me. Like, if he was having an allergic reaction to a medication... Even if it was for a headache, they make your whole body, it relieves pain everywhere. It just happens to help your head, right? That's how they work. Right. I mean, I would think if it was an allergic reaction, you're going to see, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, anaphylaxis, like yeah. hives or... What, what, what do you what do you think, Tilly? You look so high right now. She's trying to sleep. I gave, I gave her CBD um, gummies before. Well, she's also she trying to dinner. sleep standing up. What do we do to deserve that? That was hilarious. She's like literally just. She's like this. (laughs) Um. So, Tina and Bruce are alone, and he turns up dead under suspicious circumstances. I wrote America Explain. I'm not saying that. America Explain. (laughs) Bruce. I thought it'd be so funny. I was like, man, I really thought I did something. What? Well, well, so the amount of the drug they found in his system, though, was a normal amount. Yeah, they say it was a single dose. Okay. I'm going to have to call bullshit. But then he also had marijuana in his stomach. Oh. Which I'm like, what, brownie? a weed brownie? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
edibles. It's got to be a way. Of, I mean, it's got to get there somehow. He ate but it, but not in his blood. In some capacity, right? It wasn't in his blood. They said in his stomach. So, did they know what caused his brain to swell the first time it happened? Well, I'm going to talk about that in a second because now I'm going to get into all the theories because there's okay. a bunch of them. Yeah. He was buried. He ended up being buried in Seattle. They brought him back to the states, but um, one theory is a supposed uh, curse placed on Bruce Lee and his entire family. Believers point to the fact that Bruce's parents lost a son before he was born, and that because the family believed they had been cursed, with the curse solely affecting males, they began calling Bruce by the nickname Little Phoenix, which is a nickname traditionally for girls. Um, okay. And they did that on purpose to ward off the evil. To confuse the evil spirits. <laughs> right. He's a woman. They're like, wait, <laughs> but Phoenix is a girl nickname. <laughs> wait. An article in the December 2020... Whoa, that broke my brain. I was going to say 2022, but I, did, I felt like I was saying 2022. Oh, boy. Okay. An article... This is another theory and probably the most plausible. An article in the December 2022 issue of Clinical Kidney Journal. Light reading. A team of researchers concluded that the brain swelling was brought on by hyponatremia. 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 Mm -hmm. Which is a lack of sodium. Yes. An insufficient concentration of sodium in the blood. Thank wow. you, Scar. <laughs> Risk factors in Bruce's case included excessive water intake, insufficient solute intake, alcohol consumption, and use of multiple drugs. Lee's symptoms prior to death were also found to closely resemble known cases of fatal hyponatremia. Wow. So he needed a liquid IV... Need some salt. Probably. Been, drinking all, been drinking all that water. Yeah, I think so. It's or full of electrolytes. Got all their vitamins in it. The electrolytes. Is got that what solute. they gave you when you had salmonella? Solute. 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 So how do you say it? Solute. No, you said it right. It just. The, the, Did I say they, it? They never yeah. told it's me just what funny. I had. Oh, they never just told thought me it was salmonella. They said it was food intoxication. Which is. You didn't know what kind, which kind of bacteria. I thought it was E. coli. Which is like the step because above. Because you got it from Chipotle. Yeah, but you weren't as sick as Jordan was. Because Jordan was sick for 10 days. I was pretty sick. You were, well, I just mean like for as long as Jordan was. I was, was pretty was, sick. It was one of the worst experiences ever. You drink right. something and then poop it out like five minutes later. It's very humbling, isn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> oh. It was like being incontinent. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Quote, Chow, thinking of Lee's reputation, didn't help matters when he claimed that martial arts star had been struck down at home with his wife, Linda. What? Wait. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't Like I saying didn't he got in a fight and was like killed or something? No. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. So one of the... Um, one of the other theories was that uh, Ting killed Bruce Lee, obviously. So what they think, and the, and everyone denied it, including Linda and Ting, what they think was that, uh, I'm not editing that yawn out because I'm in the <laughs> middle of a thought. I can't help it. <laughs> uh, um, what they think is that 
what they think be like what they think be like um um it always, I don't, I don't it know where you're going like but is. no what they think what the, i'm going to tell you okay think, you got it which is and as soon as i think of the word i will tell you that they think that tim think that you could do anything but would you think you could you oh okay they thought that ting was sleeping with bruce lee Right. But everyone else denies it. Okay. So the theory is that uh, they said within <laughs> days, within days, the Hong Kong press had learned that this wasn't the case. And Chow's lie fueled rumors that Lee must have been having an affair with Tang. Or so the more salacious whispers went. It was all due to a depraved drug fueled orgy. Wow. What? Yeah, that if, if anything will rob you of <laughs> salute. I wouldn't say that because I don't know. If anything okay. will rob you of salute. Yes. Sol, salute? It's an orgy. Salute. Yeah, if anything robs you of salute, it's just all the all orgies. Yeah, basically. Or biscuits and gravy, apparently. They accuse them robbing of the... Gra- well, robbing grace of all this mind salute. <laughs> they, they accuse them of the affair. Ting denied it. Chow said did not make matters any better when he was like came out and he basically said that the that bruce lee had been like struck down when he was home with his wife which is just completely not true struck down from what i don't know her, her, <laughs> she, he's a freaking kung fu master yeah, yeah. But like she got the drop on him and gave him gave him those hands i don't really know what struck down usually it means like like you know well, i think i, I think know. they mean killed but they're trying not to say killed who knows? Anyway, they thought that Ting was fucking Bruce Lee, but she denies it. Anyway, the idea is that angry fans blame Ting for Bruce's death, saying she somehow administered a poison dose. Conspiracy theorists believe that Lee tried to end the affair, and Ting, in a jealous rage, killed him. Mm. With something that didn't pick up on like an autopsy, because right. apparently his autopsy was completely exactly. Bad. Or she I'm, had paid off people to say that it was sure. allergic reaction where it was really something else. Who knows? Sounds like a cover-up to me. Well, like, a few of these theories think that if Tina didn't kill him, like, for her own gain, that someone else hired her to kill him. And I'll explain uh, that. So, but he took the medicine because he had a headache. Yes. Yeah. Which, when your brain swells you get a headache because there's too much pressure in your brain. So like, right. is it not probably more likely that whatever originally caused his brain to swell, they didn't completely fix. Eventually it's like increased the pressure in his brain enough that he got a headache and then he just died because he herniated or something. Well, then he took the aspirin too, which would make it worse. Doesn't it? I mean, I don't think, I feel like he probably took the aspirin because he thought he just had a bad headache, but no, really, I'm saying the aspirin, would have exacerbated it. Maybe? I don't, I mean, aspirin, I guess if it was, well, if they thought he had a brain bleed, maybe, but not just swelling. Hmm. I don't don't know. know. Anyway, (laughs) another theory is a drug overdose. His use of marijuana was not exactly a secret, but THE was (laughs) was discovered in his stomach during his autopsy, but the doctor who conducted the autopsy said he could not in good faith dismiss this as the cause of, I said cause of dead, <laughs> cause of death, cause of dead guy. Cause of dead men. Yeah. Cause of dead people. More recently, Bruce's use of hard drugs had come to light 
and has increased speculation about this theory. Yeah. Uh, another thing. Again, nothing was in his blood. <clears throat> nothing was in his blood. Just blood. Just marijuana in his stomach. Just blood. Yeah, he had a brick of marijuana in his stomach. That was about <laughs> it. Brick. <laughs> Some fans speculate whether Raymond Chow, Lee's business partner, was involved. With Lee, Chow... <laughs> With Lee, Chow co-founded the company that helped make Lee's movies. Despite their connection, people claim that their relationship was strained. Some wonder if Chow had Lee killed to prevent his star actor from leaving the U.S. Not only that, if Lee was dead, Chow stood to gain full control of their production company. He also stood to gain more popularity from Lee's films and accumulate vast posthumous wealth in Lee's name. Well, that's that's kind of an M.O., right? That, to me, is the biggest motive yeah yeah quote what is known for sure is that cynically chow would also release game of death years after its star's death that was the f- the movie they were planning to make right mm. only 11 minutes of action lee filmed for the project was used but chow used lookalikes and stand-ins to do the rest and even included footage of lee's real life funeral in the most unabashed way wow what? yeah it's on it's on Google Images if you that's they'll see you'll see someone in a coffin and that is him. Dang. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. That's what I think happened is Raymond Chow. Yeah. He was in the building. Right. The is too strong. He was in the dining room with the candlestick. Right, right. <laughs> and Professor Plum was there. Well, usually, you know, <laughs> who are the people that stand the most to gain or are some of your prime suspects? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the movie JFK where they're like, who benefits? Who I'm thinking of. Okay. Perhaps the most far-fetched of the theories is that Lee was murdered by a gang of Chinese Kung Fu masters who were pissed because Lee was teaching ancient Chinese techniques to foreigners. Lee had an infamous private battle with Wang Jack Man, who said that if he won, Lee would have to stop teaching American students. Quote, According to an article in martial arts magazine, Black Belt, <laughs> Lee died because he was struck by the killer technique Dim Mach, a.k.a. the touch of death, a secret technique that attacks pressure points leading to the delayed death of an opponent. Wow. Yeah. So, I like that theory. Me too. <laughs> you know? But that's the idea is that basically these people were pissed. And that is true. Like a lot of these cultures will guard those secrets and like those techniques. Yeah. Um. But he believed in teaching martial arts to everyone, and he particularly taught it to Americans, and the relationship between East Asia and America is tense. Yeah. Tense. Yeah, okay. Especially tense then. Yeah. So, and finally, the most popular theory is that Bruce Lee was murdered by the Triads, a Chinese transnational organized crime syndicate. Quote, if Ting didn't do it for herself, others claimed, despite any evidence, she was a willing assassin for various triad gangs. Lee had history with triads, having supposedly beaten up the son of a local gang leader in one of his many street fights as a youth, the kind of trouble that led him to move away to the U.S. as a teenager. Mm. One conspiracy theory claimed that since Lee refused to pay Hong Kong triads for protection money on his film sets, they ordered him killed. Others said it was, in fact, mainland Chinese gangs that wanted Lee out of the way. The Cantonese star's films were threatening the dominance of the Mandarin language films. So the theory went and afraid for their investments, they sought to have Lee killed to protect their bottom line. That's another, another MO there. Lee is considered by commentators, critics, media, and other martial artists to be the most influential martial artist of all time. 
and a pop culture icon of the 20th century who bridged the gap between the East and West. Time named Lee one of the 100 most important people of the 20th century. A number of biography books have been written about Lee. A biography had sold more than 4 million copies by 1988. Lee is credited with helping to change the way Asians were presented in American films. He defied Asian stereotypes, such as the emasculated Asian male stereotype. In contrast to earlier stereotypes, which depicted Asian men as emasculated, childlike, or domestic servants, Lee demonstrated that Asian men could be tough, strong, and sexy, according to the <laughs> University of Michigan lecturer Hye Seung Chung. Nailed it. Yep. Killed it. In turn, Lee's popularity inspired a new Asian stereotype, the martial artist. In North America, his films initially played largely to Black, Asian, and Hispanic audiences. Within Black communities, Lee's popularity was second only to heavyweight boxer Muhammad Ali in the 1970s. As Lee broke through to the mainstream, he became a rare non-white movie star in a Hollywood industry dominated by white actors at the time. According to rapper LL Cool J, Lee's films were the first time many non-white American children, such as himself, had seen a non-white action hero on the big screen in the 1970s. And finally, there is a statue of Bruce Lee erected in Hong Kong, and there's a photo on the drive. Mm. I'll just show you. Here we go. There it is. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Look at those abs. Freaking ripped. I know. And then here's, that's him and Ting. Uh-huh. Dang, like he a was baby. so young. He was 32, but he looks so young. And that's him and his son. Oh. Mm. So Good sad. old Brandon Lee. Brandon. Nook. He's so cute. I know. Talk, you want to see a picture of Bruce Lee as a baby? And also, what do you guys think? I didn't know he died at 32. Yeah. I just feel like if he was killed by his manager. Oh my god. <laughs> He's precious. That's him and his parents. That's cute. I feel like if he was killed by his lover or his um manager. His, yeah. The guy his co whatever. Yep. That there would be some other sort of something in the autopsy in the something like, I, I think that's why I like the theory that they did, like, the special secret touch of death move, because yeah. it would have been, like, undetected, and basically it seems like he died in an undetected kind of way. Well, you know, it seems easier to explain. Right. You know what's crazy, too, is that he probably knew, like, if assuming they did do that, Yeah. he knew what they did, and he probably was just, like, waiting around for it to happen. Like, what happens when you are touched by death? <laughs> When you are touched by the touch of death, what goes through your head? Why have they not made a movie about that theory? Like, that sounds like an amazing kind of movie. Yeah, that's true. They should, or they should just make a movie about this. I feel like it'd be very interesting. Yeah. I think so, too. There probably is already something out there, like a documentary, at least. Maybe. What do you think, Trev? Are you saying a, a, a movie specifically about the touch of death? No, about Bruce Lee. And, and about this whole story, because it's very interesting to me. And call it a like a biopic. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You Which think I it was think the manager? Was or well, you think I it think was the... it was the people who had the most to gain, I would say. So, um, But then again, didn't mm-hmm. it, they already said that he had um, like a pre-existing condition of like the edema. Yeah, the seizures. Because right. And the seizures, wasn't yeah. that already... Those can be and also, like, the weird thing is, like, all that's brain-related, and the brain's so weird. 
Yeah. Like, you could have just been having headaches for a long time, and then back then we just didn't understand what was actually going on. Well, I mean, talk about, like, a person who probably had, could have had multiple concussions and stuff like that and never been treated. I mean. Yeah. He was a kung fu teacher. I am grateful that I'm not a hypochondriac, though, because it would have freaked me out. Yeah. The whole story. Mm. It's one of those things when people are like, I have bad headaches, and they Google it, and it's like cerebral edema that can lead yeah. to death. <laughs> it's like, no, it's probably not that. Probably Bitch, not you Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. Tumor. Yeah. Probably not the same, but speaking of something that's not the same is I have a question for you guys. Yeah, oh. what's your question? Is it your turn? Do up? you think that people <laughs> can suddenly explode and burn into a pile of ash? Are yes. you talking about phoenixes? Yeah, no. Spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. But do you think people can suddenly explode and just all that's left is just like a little bit of ash from their body just in, in being incinerated? No. I think so. <laughs> I There are several compelling stories. Well, yeah, exactly. And speaking of which, compelling story, this actually happened to a 76-year-old Irishman oh. named Michael Faherty. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Faherty. <laughs> Yeah, it's like fa- Faherty. It's probably Faraday. Faraday. how you say it. Well, I'm not, you. I'm not showing you because there's no I in it. Anyway, who burned to death in his home in December 2010, like 13 years ago. Was this the guy with the walker? I don't know. Oh. There were scorch marks <laughs> above, 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 above. There were There were scorch marks above <laughs> and below the body, but no evidence of any gasoline, kerosene, or any other fire accelerant. The coroner, here's a good one, uh, Kieran McLaughlin, okay. reported that this fire was thoroughly investigated and I'm left with the comp- conclusion that it fits into the category of spontaneous, spontaneous human combustion, <laughs> for which there is no adequate explanation, of course not. Kieran says. It's almost like it's a mystery. It's and, you know, usually, of course, fires don't start on their own. When investigators are searching for the cause of forest fires, they don't assume that the flame ignited itself, but instead... <laughs> Sorry, what? when you said forest fires, I could just think of smoke eating. Yeah. Only you could remember forest fires. Yeah. See, I think of the ones it's not that funny. ravaging Canada right now. Ravaging. Yeah, true. Yeah, all the smog. Big yeah. smog. But instead that, you know, fire, forest fires are usually caused by something, like a person in the woods or like lightning striking tree so it's not just like the forest just caught fire randomly there's always right. something and then although rare spontaneous combustion has not has long been known to occur under the right circumstances many things can self-ignite on a hot day including used rags containing oil or gasoline and piles of compost like um just anything that reaches the atmospheric ignite point basically like shit like shit, yeah. <laughs> Basically, all that methane gas after a while. Coal dust Why can also. You yet, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a stinky boy. Uh, coal dust also can spontaneously ignite, which is one of the many dangers of mining. But oh. just to name a oh, few. That's scary. Um, but the claim that people can suddenly burst into flame for no apparent reason is kind of a whole different matter. So crazy. Spontaneous human combustion refers to the death from a fire originating without an apparent external source of ignition. 
a belief that the fire starts within the body of the victim. I don't like it. Which is wild. This know? is so cool. Like you eat some spicy peppers and you just, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, just, just ball flames. up. <laughs> the idea and the term spontaneous human combustions were first proposed in 1746 by Paul Raleigh, a fellow of the Royal Society, in an article published in the Philosophical Transactions Concerning the Mysterious Death of Countess Cornelia Zanghiri Bandi. Not the Clinical Kidney Journal. <laughs> Not the Clinical Kidney <laughs> Journal, but probably a similar read by the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some common characteristics among recorded cases of spontaneous human combustion include the following. The victims of spontaneous human combustions are chronic alcoholics usually. So they have a lot of alcohol sure. in their system, That's which you know, kind of tracks. It's a fire starter. Is a fire starter? Well, what's the word I'm looking for? Ignition source, I guess. Accelerant? Accelerant. Yep, yeah, that's true. Like it, like um, they're usually elderly females because they got all what? them, all them dust, all that dust. <laughs> what? I don't know. The body has not burned spontaneously, but some lighted sus- substance has come into contact with it, like um, a cigarette or a candle. Uh, Ladies love cigarettes and candles, especially elderly <laughs> ones. Are you going to talk about the late elderly cigarettes and candles? Hmm. You said elderly ladies, or ladies love cigarettes and candles, especially elderly ones, and it sounded like you were talking about the cigarettes oh, and candles. About the elderly cigarettes <laughs> and candles that require assistance <laughs> getting around from from store to store. Yeah, exactly. Are you going to talk, well, I Another characteristic is that the hands and feet usually fall off. Yeah. Are you going to talk about that lady what? that was standing... <laughs> That was standing, she was like standing in her kit, like by the dining room table or something, and she just started smoking. I don't know, maybe. Like her, shul- her shoulder started smoking. Ew. Yeah. Like that. That's wild. And she had like a big burn on her back. Crazy. Are you talking about her? I don't <laughs> I just remember. It. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I had biscuits and gravy since then. <laughs> The fire has caused very little little damage to combustible things in contact with the body. So, like, what that means is, like, the only thing that burned was the person and, and nothing else around them, like, yeah. a fire. So they didn't die in, like, a house fire. It's just, like, there's a room, and then there's just a pile of ash and a lot of burnt, like, carpet, but then nothing really ignited after that. Like, nothing else is burnt. There's just, like, a burnt spot around. where they used to be. And then, like, maybe a leg. Isn't that spooky? Ooh, I don't like it. Because there was there was one I heard about where like, there was one I heard about that literally like he was just his dad he, he like his dad wasn't answering the phone he just walked in and there was just a scorch mark on the bed but nothing else was burnt. Yeah, and but it was very clear that he was there like his right. glasses were there. So when people use the like um, metaphor. Like don't don't spontaneously combust. Like they tell you to calm down, but you're, they're like, okay, let's not spontaneously combust. That's a really but it was yeah, a, and, it's, and a it's pretty messy. Yeah, I mean, it's not just to further paint the picture. The last characteristic of the combustion of the body, um, it leaves a residue of greasy and fetid ashes, very offensive and odor. <laughs> the article I read. Odor. Was, the article I read was British, so oh, no. favor odor. Odor, oh, it's got a U in it. Odor, hold the door. Um, never forget. So never forget. Never forget, <laughs> never forget Odor. 
The scientific consensus is that incidents which might appear as spontaneous combustion, I'm having trouble talking. Most people think it's bullshit. Did, in fact, have an external source of ignition. So, you know, scientifically, there's got to be something that set the person on fire. Um, And that spontaneous human combustion without an external ignition source is extremely implausible. So, like, unless you just, you know, burn candles or cigarettes or yourself all the time, you're not going to spontaneously combust. And also, the scientific sides of all this and, like, the natural explanations are pretty wild, so stay tuned for that. But Mm -hmm. we'll get there. Pseudoscientific hypotheses have been presented which attempt to explain how spontaneous human combustion might occur without an external flame source, which, you know, pseudoscience is, like, yeah, conspiracy theories and cryptids and all that stuff. Like, yeah, just, fake, fake uh, science. Yeah, fake news. Which Tom Cruise thinks psychology is a pseudoscience. Because oh. he's a Scientologist. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Then. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, how can you do that? How can you think that? I don't know, but even a broke clock is right twice a day. That's true. I don't think Tom Cruise is right twice a day. I, I don't think he is. <laughs> he's, he's, I don't think he's. I think he's he's he should stick to acting, right? <laughs> yes. Stay in your lane, buddy. Yeah. And you're weird running. <laughs> he runs like this. Yeah. Well, he can run, he can probably run faster than I can. Well. <laughs> but he's also like personally trained. Speaking of which, I have okay. So I have I have a fun story. You know, I, after this, I want to watch the video, but um, I've got to tell you about it. I ran the fastest I've ever ran today. So whenever when? I, whenever I was mowing the grass, oh, I was in the front yard and I had finished the front yard, uh-huh. and then I was going to the backyard. Well, I parked my riding lawnmower at the top of my driveway, which is on a slope, ghoul friends. <laughs> and so I parked it at the top, oh, and it fell out of like the parking brake fell off while I was going to open the back door to the fence, and it rolled all the way across the road. Uh, and all like I I saw it rolling. It made it to like the bottom of my, of my driveway, which is probably like thirty feet away from me. So I take off dead sprint after the lawnmower across the road. Look both ways like a responsible citizen, but I didn't stop. So I'm just dead sprinting across the road, trying to chase my lawnmower before it goes across the road up into my neighbor's driveway, is directly car. across, and his cars are outside. Yeah. So I sprint as fast as I can. Oh. And I, I barely get to the lawnmower when there's like three feet of space <gasps> away from hitting the car. I touch the lawnmower, and I'm able to like grab on something and slow it down. And it literally came within like six inches of hitting the back bumper of their car. Ugh. <gasps> <laughs> uh. That was nasty. She just went... Tilly, you ruined my story with your (laughs) nasty licks, dude. No, she just went like... (laughs) Me too, but yeah. Wow. That's crazy. A close call. Especially because it's got the big blade on it. Well, no. The only thing that would have hit the the car would have been like the back of the lawnmower, like the, the tires and stuff. But his cars are always really nice and... I wish Tilly would quit licking her lips. <laughs> you're gonna have to stop, or you're gonna have to go. <laughs> oh, that breath, dude! So stinky, Tilly. You gotta stop, stop. sis. Stop. Are you gonna have to go? Tilly, Tilly, you're wasting all of our time. 
Tilly, oh my god. You're like your dad. I got the um... I can't wait. Do you you said you got a video of it? Because it's on the ring it's camera. It's on the ring camera. Oh my yeah, god. You probably I need call to it find all of it. it. You just need to scu- you need to skim. Need to find- Do you, you know what skim time th- it was? No, just skim through it until you see me in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> and then oh. just roll it back. I will find that. Um, but I, I, the guy was actually in his garage and oh, he was like, shit. I heard, I heard something getting, getting louder. And I was like, I didn't know what was going on. Was, was like, it on? Uh, like you left yes. it in like <laughs> yeah. neutral basically. It just but... rolled across the street in neutral. So it rolled and then it was just like on the whole time. Not, I mean, oh, the blade's yeah. not going, so it's not a problem, his... but also like, it, I'm just glad it didn't like roll out in front of a car either. Cause it would just gotten ruined. And I'm glad it didn't go across the street yeah, like into his car. Or run over a kid on a bike or something. Oh, yeah. and I just like couldn't imagine it. I'm just imagining him in his house hearing like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gotten it's getting louder. closer. Like a, like a, it was like Pearl Harbor out there. Oh, too soon. Hot, hot take. Too um, soon. So, oh my God. it's just a wild time here at the, the Bryant household, but yeah. That's crazy. Don't look for it now. I need to finish. I'm so glad that you... Oh. No, I can't look for it because it's yeah. going to be too loud. I can't believe that you... I'm glad it didn't, like, fall on my face. Okay, first Because, like, I ran as fast Let's as just I take could a possibly pause. run. First of all, I can't... can't take a pause, but go ahead. I can't believe that this is... This is, this is the story of our marriage. Like, this happened to you, and I'm hearing about it now at, like... 8 p.m. at night, <laughs> not like whenever I got home. Like, and, you, and you were gone, so I, just, I would have just died. Completely forgot. Oh my god! I just got just got hit by a car. Yeah, that's the true. The whole time we were sitting here and hanging out, and we were talking about, oh, my day was good, whatever. You totally, you're like, oh, by the way, the lawnmower <laughs> rolled across the. You would never thought to about talk, it. To talk about it during the podcast. Okay, I don't believe that's true. Thanks for doing that. And I just now remembered it. <laughs> but that no it's you don't purposely keep things you just like literally something I happens just, I, and then you just like completely erase it from your brain until some random thing reminds brings it, it up yeah. and then you're like yes yeah, so i almost died today and i'm like what well that was like um my sister one time she was like i picked her up from school and she i was like how was your day she goes it was good i had a math test and i was like oh how'd it go blah blah and we're talking about our math test it was about 10 minutes into the car ride that she was like, oh, yeah, and during gym class, two kids ran away, and they brought out helicopters and did a whole search in the woods, and they never found them. Oh? And I was like, you didn't open with that? What the, <laughs> the fuck? Like, it was just so crazy. Yeah. I, they did find the kids later, but it was like, they, like, ran away into the woods. And Oh, my God. I know. But I was like, why didn't you start with that? I wonder if they made out. I don't know. Maybe. I hope they did. Okay. I'm so All glad right. that you saved that the lawnmower and the car of our neighbor. Yeah. The car of our neighbor. The car of our neighbor. It's weird. The car of our neighbor. I, I was like, I was like, <laughs> like you're not gonna believe how close that was. I know that he couldn't see it because he didn't just like see it. He wasn't standing there watching. He heard it from the garage, and so he came out, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to?" I was like, "Do you want to look at your car just to make sure I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding." I'm not telling like telling a lie or whatever, but I, I really, I honestly caught it just in time before it bumped into your car, and he was like, "Yeah, that's, that's, that's all right." So, what have the best neighbors? They're all like older. People can't remember too. what else he said. He said something weird. He he's 
I mean, not to expose him, but he's like a ex-military. Yeah. But he lives. Do, do you, we can talk about it later, and I can find a finished podcast while we have 63 minutes left. Okay, sorry. No. Yeah, you'll like him. I mean, he's older. Okay. But not in a hot Ready? Benjamin Radford, science writer and deputy editor of the science magazine Skeptical Inquirer. Ooh. Not the National Inquirer. Right. Cast doubt on the plausibility of spontaneous human combustion. And he quotes, if spontaneous human combustion is a real phenomenon and not the result of an elderly or infirm person being too close to a flame source, why doesn't it happen more often? There are 5 billion people in the world, which is outdated. (laughs) There's a lot more people in the world. And yet we don't see reports of people bursting into flame while walking down the street, attending football games, or sipping a coffee at a local Starbucks. Which is a decent point, right? It's always usually just in someone's home and it's just like weird occurrences. No one else is around. That's the other thing. Like people don't necessarily talk about things happening like that. Also, like all that's left is ash. Mm-hmm. Like Fented do you how ashes. hot they it combust. has to be? They combust. Like there's no bones. Well, welcome to the uh, natural explanations um, portion of this podcast where it gets real wild. So, okay. Almost all postulated cases of spontaneous human combustion involve people with low mobility due to advanced age, obesity, along with poor health, or all of the above. Victims show a high likelihood of having died in their sleep or of having been able to un- to move once they had caught fire. So imagine just catching mm-hmm. fire and being so immobile or obese that you just can't you can't get away from the fire you're just stuck there so then you like stop smoking at all so then you just burn alive that's terrifying smoking still not hot enough though to burn your bones i'm sorry just wait just wait i've I've got a good explanation for it and it's it's amazing i love it i love the thought of it smoking is often seen as the source of the fire which many people who are obese or not non-mobile if like they smoke then that's just that's rough um Natural causes such as heart attacks may lead to the victim dying subsequently dropping the cigarette, which after a period of smoldering can ignite the victim's clothes, and then boom, they've combusted at that point. But there's also another phenomena called the wick effect. And unfortunately, it isn't the reason why we're on the fourth chapter of the John Wick series. <laughs> <laughs> the Wick America effect. <laughs> America explained. <laughs> the Wick effect is the partial or total destruction of a human body by fire when the clothing of the victim soaks up melted human fat and acts like the wick of a candle. So picture this you're in your most comfortable <laughs> blanket and you're pushing about 500 pounds. Then you have this really great smoking habit where you're smoking three packs a day. Boom, heart attack. You drop the lit cigarette on your very fluffy blanket. That catches fire, goes up in flames, and slowly melts the fat on your body, creating the wick of a candle. And you basically just like burn like a candle would until it goes out and your body has just been reduced to ash. Holy fucking shit. Isn't that amazing? That's... Insane. I've got a couple more things about the wig effect, but human, what do you think? They should sell human fat candles. That's they should. What I think. They should like liposuction. Yes, yeah, I would buy them. Yeah, what do they do? This with candle all that smells fat? like my fucking uh, 
body rolls. Yeah, it probably would be really good. This candle yeah, smells like smells my like fat water. rolls. This candle smells like cheeseburgers for the last 30 years. <laughs> this candle smells like hypertension. Um, you know, I, I can go all night. Anyway, um... But what y'all think about the wick effects? Pretty that's much, right? that's wild. I I so think that's crazy. the coolest thing. I mean, spontaneous human combustion is a, is a crazy thing, but learning about the wick effect, I think, is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I disagree. The wick effect is a phenomenon that is found to occur under certain conditions, as and has been thoroughly observed. So this is something that has like been clearly observed by by people, um, like probably EMTs and other scientists and stuff, or coroners and everything. Um, a little bit more about the wick effect that I like. I like this other, uh, source that says the wick effect theory says a person is kept aflame through their own fats after being ignited accidentally or otherwise the clothed human body acts like an inside out candle with the fuel source, human fat inside and the wick, the clothing of victim outside. Hence, there's a continuous supply of fuel in the form of melting fat seeping into the victim's clothing. And fat, of course, take, contains a large amount of energy due to the presence of long hydrocarbon chains, which we love long hydrocarbon chains. Yeah, we do. This, Wait. And so does flame. <laughs> Wait. What was I going to say? I'm waiting. <laughs> I know. I don't remember. It's gone. So, a couple other cool things about spontaneous human combustion Please. that I learned. The wick effect amazing but also brian j ford has suggested that ketosis possibly caused by alcoholism or low carb dieting mm-hmm. like the keto diet right produces acetone which is highly right. flammable and then therefore could lead to an apparently spontaneous human combustion it's true so Do you hear that cool friend keto bad donuts and pasta good is all i'm hearing so oh that's God, fine with me except then you're a then you have a lot of fat. And but then, then you're a, you're you're a perfect candidate for the wick effect. Way. Yeah, don't drop a cigarette if you're gonna eat pasta. If you're gonna be fat, don't smoke. Yeah. And it's the same with keto. Like all you're candles. eating with keto, all you're eating is fat. That's true. You're eating cheese, right? And that's all you're eating. Like, well, yeah. You know the, that one guy on the keto diet is dip, uh, it's what tries to get you into ketosis, but the ketosis is the whole thing of your body eating your fat stores, and that's causing the. You know that one guy on TikTok? It's like keto snacks or whatever, and he always pronounces something wrong. Mm-mm. And uh, sorry. Like there was one video where he said the that when he was making avocado something. And he goes, you just remove the little wooden ball. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I was the like, seed? yeah. And or, I was like, guy. I know. And then he, he also says tortillas. And I'm like, is he joking? I, it's no. hard to tell. No, he's, I think he's probably doing it on just amazing. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Our dog is very high. She's she keeps so licking right the now. air. Um, <laughs> Also, inhaling and digesting phosphorus in different forms can can cause the forming of phosphine gas, which can auto-ignite in a normal atmosphere. So that's like, phosphine gas is like something that you can see in the medical field sometime, I think. I'm not sure. Okay. But it's a, like a, it's not a good gas. It's very... <laughs> How very, do you eat is there phosphorus, good gas? Though? I don't know, dude. On, on the 2nd of Curious. July, 1951, Mary Reeser... <laughs> A 67-year-old woman was found burned to death in her house after her landlady realized that the house's doorknob was unusually warm. Ugh. 
the landlady notified police, and upon entering the home, they found Reezer's remains completely burned into ash with only one leg remaining. Yeah. Probably her skinny leg. Uh, the chair <laughs> she was sitting in was also destroyed. Reezer took sleeping pills and was also a smoker. Mm. Despite its proliferation in popular culture, culture, <laughs> culture, despite its proliferation in popular culture, <laughs> the contemporary FBI, F- X- uh, the contemporary <laughs> FBI investigation ruled out the possibility of spontaneous human combustion in the Reeser case. A common theory was that she was smoking a cigarette after taking sleeping pills and then fell asleep while still holding the burning cigarette, which could have ignited her gown, ultimately leading to her death. Actually. Her daughter-in-law stated, the cigarette dropped to her lap. Her fat was the fuel that kept her burning. The floor was cement and the chair was by itself. There was nothing around her to to burn. What a daughter-in-law. What a daughter-in-law. Seriously. Yeah, so clearly she hated her. What are those keys for? And on that note... Do they have something on them? That's all I got. (laughs) Wait, really? Alright. So, bro. What are those keys for? Nope, we're done. (laughs) Podcast over! uh, But no, that that was my last note. I tell my students it's a crash landing when they end a paper (laughs) like that. And the end. Okay. That's all I have to say. So, I just saw an Unsolved Mysteries episode about this. Uh, go ahead. Speaking of doing a little too much cocaine. Speaking of unsolved mystery, <laughs> this one, unsolved mysteries episode about spontaneous human combustion, and there was this one lady who was like standing by the refrigerator, and her back just started smoking, and she was like freaking out, and her husband was trying to like pat the smoke out, and she like took off her shirt, and she had like a scorch mark on her back. And there was no, but there was no blistering, no like clear burn or anything. And the rest of her shirt, it wasn't like a spark because it didn't, she wasn't on fire. She was just smoking. It's weird. Which I'm like, ugh. Was she in like a light source or something? You mean like, was her husband standing there with a magnifying glass angling <laughs> it against the sun? <laughs> just like you? standing, yeah, in the sun. I don't know. I, it was just in front of her refrigerator. Does she have like that new... Um, new age technique of smoking cigarettes with her back, right? Or no? No, I don't think so. Only, I don't, I don't think, think so. That. Yeah, I don't think so. And then Scooter. there was another. There was another guy who, like, his someone came looking for him, I guess, and he had burned appear apparently 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 um he had burned spontaneously in the bathroom he was like clearly trying to use the toilet or something because his he burned a hole in the ground in the floor wow and all that was left was like one leg but there was no burn marks in the basement which was the floor below there was no ash or anything it just burned a hole in the floor and then the walker his walker was like like hanging kind of like and the walker wasn't burnt there were no scorch marks nothing it's weird it's so weird I want to know more about the whole one leg left behind thing. Like, what's the scientific? It's George W. That? Bush. Well, no, I think it has a lot to <laughs> do with. Left <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with like in your hands and in your feet and like your like from your calves down. I mean, some people have a lot of fat in their legs and stuff like that, but I mean, there's not a lot of fat in your hands or feet. That's true. 
So that's um, that's my my thinking about it. But that's crazy. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Grace recommended this one, so that's shout out wild. shout out to Grace. I'm hope so you, glad hope you, you enjoyed talked it. about it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it. He's pointing, pointing to the, to the studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> well, girlfriends, you should. Uh, I have. What? What should they do? Oh, email um, us at wordmurdermeansmystery <laughs> at gmail.com and send Oh, no, they aren't. And send us a message on Instagram at wordmurdermeansmystery. Also, follow us, please. Yep. And tell your friends. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars. Call us on our cell phones. Follow us on Spotify. <laughs> yep. Take your trash out. Call your dad. Get <laughs> your to, pap smears. in Trevor's house. Come Stay to my slippery. house. Um, Stay slippery. Install a new uh, parking brake in my lawnmower. Join the new age smoking trend of smoking with your back. Yep. And yep. Uh, do some community service. Yes. We love you, little phoenixes. Yep. Drink drink responsibly. <laughs> and uh, what do you have to say, Scar? Um, Come on. What do we end all our episodes on? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Exactly. <laughs> all right, good friends. That's all we've got. Thank you for tuning in and waiting on us. We love you. And we'll come on at you next time. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Trip out. <laughs>